Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. TV worth talking about. My gut tells me we're dealing with sophisticated bombs. This is Shrine Podcasts. Trigger point. Diagich August Falcherov Shrine Podcasts. It's Misha Brendan. What's happening? I'm speaking Irish. It's Misha Rebecca. It's Misha Hannah. I'm aware it's Irish, but why? Oscar Elga. I don't know why. I just wrote it this morning and I was like, oh, I'll just speak in Irish. Did you do Irish in school? Uh, I did, but I can't speak it, clearly. Patrick's Day coming up. Maybe that was it. Yeah. That might have been it. Did you have a shamrock shake week. this week, Brendan? No, I had one last week, though. Oh, was it nice? Yeah, it was lovely. Minty fresh. Although I think the mint has kind of changed over the years. It's not as good as it once was. I went for a green nail this month. Your nails are fab. Thanks so much. Anyway, go on. Uh, well, the Trigger Point uh, season one finale saw Cunning Carl revealed as the bomb mastermind, which I think is the most certain we've all been about somebody being a baddie since we've started any podcast Can ever. Can I just say, remember that episode I said, Biddy's cars had work done, Vicky pointed that out. Yeah. You that do was always when, get to the bottom of it. But I'm actually devastated, guys, that my date theory didn't come to fruition. Well... It, you weren't far off it. I wasn't, guys. Brendan, would you not do this bit? Ask well, it was the periodic table, Brendan. It was nothing to do with the 1st of September. It was, it was converting I numbers clearly, to letters, though. I actually cancelled my TV license. <laughs> Stop. Uh, there was a bodyguard-style moment, and I don't mean the one with, um, what's his name? Richard nah. Madden. Yeah, it was that one. Oh. It was the one with Kevin Costner. When he, did you not think that in the hall with the TV camera? <laughs> it looked a bit like he might assassinate someone. Um, some Hello, numbers... Sweet. <laughs> some numbers were converted to letters like Reb suspected last week, but it was the periodic table and not a date. And uh, it was confirmed to um, Hannah's surprise that we're getting a season two. <laughs> Don't rat me out. What? Well, I walked in and I said... That show will never see the light of day again. And, well, little did I know, it's already been confirmed. Literally before the credits even rolled on Sunday night, the woman came on, the ITV continuity woman, and said, Trigger Point will return next year for season two. I'm honestly... Before you could even... I didn't even exhale. And she said that. Because I'd say she wasn't letting anyone have a single thought before <laughs> she was reminding everyone that it's coming back. I'm sorry. I... Okay, we'll talk about it later. I thought it was a good show. I didn't think it was an excellent show, but I thought it was very good. I didn't and think it was coming back. D- yeah. Um, this week, Rev has your thoughts and uh, reaction to the finale. Hannah's on your recap. 
Um, I have the words written here, but first we've just had a lovely Nando's, except we haven't because we couldn't get it. No, we had a voucher for Just Eat. Love Just Eat. They're great. But we realised that Nando's wasn't on Just Eat. Yeah. So we actually got a lovely Camille. Delish. For anyone who's listening in the UK, I'm not sure if Camille is in the UK. It is in the is UK. It? Is it? Yeah. Mm. Well, it's delicious tofu spice bag, but... I probably ate it a bit too fast. Do you know that thing that happens to you? Or maybe it's just me that like is literally obsessed with food. Where I was so like, I was so ready for my Nando's. I had my whole order. So I've squared it with myself. That I'm going to get one on Friday. Because I was like, oh, well, I have to yeah. get it now. Like I knew what I was getting. You were prepared to eat it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, lovely meal. Okay. Here with the recap of uh, Trigger Point season one finale. It's Hannah. Take it away, bitch. Except don't take it away. So we pick up where we left off last week with the Expo team evacuating every house on the street while Lana and her colleagues attempt to disarm multiple gas-related devices. The little robot is on site to help with the device in the car and D.I. Desai has got her hands on CCTV showing a masked man entering homes on the street but there is no positive ID that it is John Hudson. Can I say one thing? Would it not be suspicious if a masked man said, could you have a look at your boiler? Yeah, but it's COVID. <laughs> no, they didn't reference COVID in the show at all. So I don't know. Yeah, they could have explained it away if it was that. But they just said, he said it was council regulation to wear a mask on into the house. But they didn't specifically say COVID. Yeah, Hamilton was like, why would you let someone in a mask into your house? No, that's absolutely crazy. Meanwhile, Danny and the robot safely neutralise the device in the car. And Lana and Hass talk about how he and John never formed a bond and how he always had experienced racism from him and how the Expo team are actually really proud of Lana. Later, DSU Hamilton invites Lana to work with the team to help predict the suspect's next move. She brings the team um, at Police HQ back through the previous incidents, ensuring that they are, are ensuring them that there is a trail to follow. So they predict that the bomber might target the location of the by-election results that are going to happen the following day. There's sign language happening. Would you like to? Sorry, Rebecca just asked me to close her microphone because she's digesting. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like to Brendan, kind of like, you know, like Ross and Friends. Yeah. Kind of did that to Brendon. Oh, I just saw that out of the corner of my eye. And then I was going to burp myself. And then I was like, Hannah's going to get distracted. You do the recap, I'll win, Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's a baby. It was worth it though. It was a lovely meal, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was lovely. But I just, again, ate it too close to the podcast. That's Aussie picked was gorgeous. So she's bringing, uh, so Lana is trying to predict, the, uh, okay, no. She brought the team through all the previous bombs that happened and then the team together predicted the bomber is going to target the location of the by-election results which are happening the following day. Guthoben, suddenly, Lana gets a text from John which reads, we need to talk. Death I organised the trace on John's phone. This is where, for me, I just went no to this episode personally. Too much shit happened too fast. I know it doesn't happen that fast. I want the realism. Did they cut out a good few scenes with the whole bomb I, in the house? I think all they the cut houses. out a good few scenes throughout this whole series. Like, there was bits. Remember the first time we ever saw them in the, like, the headquarters of the, the expo headquarters? The prefab. We never got an exterior shot. Like, you know the way that they would, like, where contextualize was it? We, we still don't I still know. don't know where that is. I think is. they cut that out because we had no idea. It was what such it was a big cliffhanger at the end of episode five. Like, it was so, oh my God, this is, this could be detrimental. So many people could die. This is one of, this could turn out to be one of the worst terrorist attacks ever. Oh, it's over. Yeah. Moving on. 
And also, yeah, I think contextualizing where we are is so important because they don't do that for the police HQ either. You just have, you're just in the room. Yeah. And like, we know this from like Line of Duty, that AC12 building is so iconic. People go on walking tours to see and they just to get that shot and then just see them walking up the stairs. It just helps It's you. a split second. Just that's all you need. A second because yeah. we're hopping from things here. Now, maybe that's the difference of a show that has ad breaks to a show that doesn't. But I'm like, show us where we are. But yeah, my... I'll, I'll tell you what my main issue with this episode now. It's coming up, right? So Lana gets a text from John and it says we need to talk. Desai then organises the trace on John's phone. John won't answer Lana's call, obviously. But then he texts her back the numbers 661142. The team run that, whatever the fuck that means. Like, what? what like, does it, are you Googling it? Like, run it where? Like, you're just I randomly... I thought it might be someone's army number. Putting uh, numbers At that into- point. I was like, is that someone's army number from the mission in Afghanistan that supposedly happened on the 1st of the 9th, 2012. Exactly, Rebecca, as you said very cleverly last week. That's what I thought there, but still very strange. Now, straight away, in the same sentence that we got the new sort of exciting thing that we're going to find out about, the numbers, Lana straight away tells us what they are. They're related to a redacted HMX file. Um, that she found with Sonia in a previous episode. And then meanwhile, straight away, seconds after that then, John has then been found. So they're like creating this drama. Like, where is he? Oh, we found him. Oh, these numbers. Oh, this is what they are. And it's just like, what? Like, could you not have given those numbers to us a couple of episodes ago where we would have had a bit of excitement trying to solve them? Mm. Straight away, we know what well, they, they are. Well, they did. That 661142 was given to us a couple of episodes ago. Was it? But yeah, but they, it's when Sonia got that redacted file, she's like, this is all that was in it. And it was that number. Um, okay, fair yeah. enough. Well, look, th- fair enough. I don't know. I just felt there was a lot of like creating drama in the last episode that like wasn't really there before. So John has been located at MOD Steep Home, which is a military ordnance facility associated with Port and Down. So it's dark now and a convoy of police vehicles arrive. At, um, I keep writing Stockholm, but it's Steep Home. However, there are lots of military security outside the compound and they are refusing entry to Youngblood and the team. So it turns out that Steep Home is a storage facility for high-grade military explosives and the team aren't allowed to search it without a warrant. So Lana then wakes Sonia at her flat and tells her that, uh, like, that the number related to the deleted HMX file has sort of popped up again. Sonia says she's going to look into the number um, and will dig down into her port and down contact as well. Lana acknowledges that she has yet to grieve for Billy and Nut, but like Sonia shut down her conversation pretty quick. She's like, well, look, I'm a really good friend for letting you in at three o'clock in the morning and then went to bed. Yeah, she's like, there's the sofa. I love it. She's like, there's the sofa. Though. I was like, you know, when you're such good friends with someone that you just sleep on their couch. 100%, yeah. and there's I only a few well. of them that you have. Do you know what I was also thinking though? Like Sonia's house didn't look like it was just one bedroom. I was like, surely there's a second bedroom upstairs. And I was also it like... It didn't look like a one bed place. Would you not sit up with your friend for 10 minutes? Her brother just died in an explosion in a car and she mm. was like I'm off to bed you interrupted me but are they such good friends that she's just like it's three in the morning go to bed pet yeah I think that was the vibe they were trying to give off but I just felt like she everyone around her has died mm. yeah no totally she needs the support um, she shouldn't be working yeah end of uh, uh, absolutely no. not at all so HMX just to remind us uh, it's a powerful and relatively insensitive nitroamine high explosive chemical related to ordx can you tell I googled that basically it's something that you Fair play into a bomb we've mentioned that a good few times and I didn't even that's what it is so when we're talking about HMX and where John is he's basically at a facility that stores this 
type of explosive, chemical that you, yeah. yeah that you put in an explosive so it's the next day and Sonia's contact confirms that HMX 319 uh, used by the bomber in many, many of the attacks throughout the show did come from Steep Home and was used in Operation Dynamo in 2019 Youngblood briefs his team saying there was something that happened in um, Kandahar in 2019, a road traffic accident outside the village of Kajab in which seven allied soldiers were killed. So that's what he tells them. So official reports say the soldiers were killed in a crash, but the families of the dead believe there was an explosive involved and they have been demanding answers for over 10 years. So it's starting to look like there was a massive cover up. Um. A politician named Aisha Campbell Khan was the chair of a closed door committee at the time who investigated the incident. They denied that the files be released to the families and they announced that no, it was in fact a crash. So it looks like John is actually after Campbell Khan because he also suspects the cover up. So it looks like some sort of revenge or intelligence mission that he's put himself on. I find that like a, uh, like a really overwhelming amount of information to get all of a sudden. I it don't know, was. Am I thick? But I it was, was then like, that I knew it was Carl. 100%. Yeah. Do you know? And I didn't have that. <gasps> no. No. Because you're like, who else is left that it could possibly be? We only really have one. Like it's not John. So Still think someone within the force or one of the armed officers, like your man from Vigil, could turn out to be slightly dodgy well, in the next season. Well, they have a plan for the next season, yeah. They've kind of kept things pretty vague with mm. with stuff. So, yeah. And we'll talk more about that later on in the theories because the, your man with the... How did he get the bomb in that building when they swept it a hundred times? Yeah. It, Someone's... Yeah. That's a plot hell. And I do wish that they just sort of sprinkled that sort of information out maybe across two episodes where we're starting to piece together. Or see Dot get into the van with Tommy Hunter in the last bit that you go, oh, holy shit. Exactly. We yeah. didn't get that moment. No. They gave it to us 15 minutes in and then we were almost waiting for the show to catch up with what we already knew. Uh, do you know, I would have just got the script and I would have cut it up and then I would have sellotaped it back together in a new order and I would have seen what I was left with and then I would have put that out with like memento. Okay, so a heavy police force, including all major cast members, are outside the building where the by-election will take place. It's really uh, great that everyone was in work that night as well. Campbell Khan has been warned of a possible terror threat, but she's like, look, we're not, we're going ahead with this election. Suddenly, Carl... Which I thought was a bit wild. I, I mean, you know, this day and age, you could do it virtually. You know, yeah. everyone could be at home and Hop just... Hop on Zoom there. Seriously, do a video call. Exactly. Hansforth ca- Parish Council, was that it? <laughs> Jackie Weaver. Yeah. Do a Jackie Weaver. So they kind of um, explained it. I don't know whether the line was like, we're not giving into terrorism, but they were essentially like, well, she didn't want to give into the threat and she was going for it anyway. But like, I mean... It's not the bloody Grammys, like. I know. It was a by-election in one constituency. In a local constituency. Yeah. Well, like, was it even? I know it was televised. It's like Jim Leary down. Like, do you know? Was it televised? Yeah, it was televised on, do you know, it was Facebook televised on one of those, you know, the, one of the, the, the regional opt-outs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, where the news bulletin is like, oh, a wheelie bin's been blown over. <laughs> <laughs> that was an Instagram live. Um, okay, so Campbell Cam was warned just of a shite. Suddenly... Carl turns up to speak to Lana because she hasn't replied to his messages. Now, he offered her a coffee here and I was like, lads, that coffee is poison. Don't thought, drink it. I thought there was a there was yeah. a bit of explosive device in the coffee cup. I thought he was going to poison her so that she wasn't able to stop a bomb. 
I think I was more hung up on the like how much of a bunny boiler he was being. I was like, she is <laughs> like, why would she text you back? Number one, she's in work. How Number does two, he know where she is? Is what we all yeah, need to yeah, ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I know there's all the red flags, but like if Carl turned up to me and he had that coffee, I would be like, swoon, maybe a little Carl. cup full of poison. I, mean, I, I, know, we, I actually kept thinking, I know we thought it was an she explosive device or poison. I, I kept poison. thinking of a weasel as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, he's been back to the poo place and he's back again. But do you think I actually meant to ask you, obviously he had two cups, right? Which is a bit like I thought I would explain that by the fact that he was there anyway to detonate the device that was strapped to him at the time. And he saw Lana and he was like, oh, fuck, I'll just tell her I came to see her. But he didn't. He really bought two coffees yeah. and yeah. walked all the way down. And so he is a bunny boiler. And I think he actually did really love her as well, like as well as like being Same. really angry and trying to How like get back at How did he know where she was? Because he knew that they were going to be, yeah. they, they were onto well, the bomber. He, he, he tried to explain yeah, the way, be like, the well, the, the by-election result is here, so clearly this is going to be a threat, so you're going to be here. That's how he explained it. But obviously he knew because it, he the bomb it. it, it <laughs> I know. I, yeah. he, I the bomb, personally like, think they, they should have just not put that scene in because then we would have been more shocked when it turned out to be him. Well, yeah. Would you not I put actually that scene now and given us a few exterior shots of where the fuck we are meant to be? <laughs> <laughs> no, but if that hadn't happened or, there, d- I would have had a bit of... Or well, take the coffee cup away. Imagine if you turned around without having two coffee cups. Very simple. Or do a dot and fuck the coffee cup against the wall when she refuses. Have one coffee it. cup and then she's like, Carl? And he's like, uh, 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 because uh, he came to bomb the place. Yeah. He did. What happened was he came to bomb the place Imagine. and ask her to be his girlfriend. He's going to blow himself up. On what the is way. the point? It was his suicide best. Like he wasn't going to survive through his plan. Why was he keeping asking her to go out with him? I could actually scream. Can you imagine on the way to blow yourself up and you stop and you're like, can I get a uh, two flat whites, please? Uh, one with coconut milk and what? Like, could and you be bothered? I really want to make this that work. Scene you're going to be dead, guys. That scene should be in it. <laughs> you're no. going to be dead if your plan goes ahead. Why are you asking this woman fifteen times an episode to be your girlfriend? Yeah. I one last love. hurrah I don't know I just it's one weird. last hurrah but she's going to go inside <laughs> and blow himself up anyway. I don't know guys maybe he wanted to blow himself up and be in a relationship I don't know maybe that's what he wanted but look it doesn't make any sense in my opinion so <laughs> no now that we say it out loud it was strange just that scene yeah. that scene was a problem <laughs> suddenly Carl has turned up to see Talana because she hasn't replied to his messages he wants to be with her help sorry he wants to be with her help her and he doesn't want to give up on them so he's brought it he that's what he said to her i don't want to give up on you. he's got a bomb strapped to his torso she breaks <laughs> up no, with him it actually is yeah she yeah. breaks up with him john then texts lana the words end game death i locate oh, right, avengers i know yeah john needs to fucking relax um, <laughs> i think he's fairly relaxed currently <laughs> <laughs> poor also, john Sorry. We never saw him again. Can we asterisk this? We don't need to get a shot of him waking up in the hospital trying to explain <laughs> no, everything. Like, they literally no. were like, see you, John, you're done next. I have a so, so much of an asterisk that I need to come back to the scene. I can't even speak. Desai locates John at a military chapel a mile away and runs off to investigate. Meanwhile, the election results are imminent and the building is filling with people, including candidates and press. Campbell Khan is standing on stage and she looks incredibly nervous, but she's got over 17,000 votes, guys. Now, Agatha Jack, who was briefly mentioned... She what? was fuming. She was 
to you, man. Oh. She was heavily featured in like one of your recaps from the ITV press center a couple of weeks ago. And we haven't seen Hedner Taylor ever since, but she was up on she stage. She was edited out. Seething. Um, she was. She only got 3,361 votes for her and she was absolutely mortified. So back at the chapel, a team have found John's unconscious body and it appears he has overdosed, but he does have a pulse. Guys... That's another thing that I was a bit confused by, okay? And we'll talk about when we find out later that he actually, in fact, that was all just staged and he was hit over the head. Are we going to have a new section called Confusion? I was really confused by that. Why? How did Carl have the time to do that? Change all the gas meters. Get two coffees. Get it. Get get two two coffees. How did he have time? Coconut flat whites. Then stage stage an overdose. Yeah, <laughs> but like also, but how he's ah, big man. the way he staged the overdose was he clocked him over the head what? and then just spilled a few paracetamol beside him. That was a and how could you not be guaranteed that John's not going to wake up? Was there and- not a paramedic game there that investigated the body before they were like, oh, full on overdose? I'm like, he's been whacked over the head to the point that it knocked him out. Like, I'm sure he's going to have a, a head wound. I just found that wild as well. I got confused by that. Why would you hit them over the head and then pretend it's an overdose? Carl has been a bit fast and loose with his plans now for this. Okay, let's blame it on Carl. Carl is more than 24 hours in a day, it seems. Uh, I'm happy to blame it on Carl. And where was John between us last <laughs> seeing him leg it away from the radio running. I want to broadcast. think he was just running. The and then the next thing we just saw him on the ground <laughs> in the church. Where was he Lying in the, the meantime? Pretending because to text Endgame. Carl wasn't with him at all times, so like... At what point was John kidnapped? Did he turn the corner and was he bundled into a van? No, and by who? Honestly, I'm now that we say it, I am really confused because the John thing they they mentioned it in like a line at the end, being like, "Oh, he's grand. He was hit over the head," and I was like, "What?" So to Carl, uh, yeah, was Carl around the back of the the, the London University and bundled John into Carl a van? Carl says to Lana when it's all revealed that she tried to put John there so Lana wouldn't be in the site where he was going to blow himself up. He, do, he does say that. Yeah, yeah he does explain but that. Again, it but doesn't where did explain. John go when he ran around the corner? <laughs> the next thing was... He just ran into the, the next episode. So Campbell Khan wins the election and she becomes an MP. Now, suddenly, there's lots of tension in the room during her speech, her ce- celebratory speech, and Carl has crept in. Sonia then, Sonia, rings Lana, who can hardly hear her. Um, and she's only cracked the bloody case. Somehow. for Sonia. Somehow. The Chloe Bishop of this series. How? Somehow she's connected the mysterious numbers to the periodic table. Are you? Come. This is like the Morse code in season three all over again. I, but the police use Morse code. Yeah. She's, what is Sonia's job? Uh, She examines detonated bombs. Okay, so she might actually know the periodic table then. Is that yeah, fair? Yeah, she works with chemicals, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they spell out the bomber's initials. I nearly turned it off. Number 11 equals Na, that's sodium. 66 stands for DY, that's um, dysprosium. Now, Sonia's screaming this down the phone to Lana during the middle of your one speech. And she can see Kyle out the corner of her eye. She's not even listening to her. And Sonia's like, 42 MO uh, molybendium. And then she's like, now, look at those letters. Di, na, mo. So not only. Oh, sorry. I thought it spelled KMG, his oh, initials. That's, that's another, oh, one. Wait that's now. another one. Wait now. Oh, that's I'm sorry. One. Not only do they relate to the periodic table, which I presume are elements that you may use in a, an explosive device, but they also spell out di, na, mo. 
then. 19, 12, she's only cracked that as well. Oh, so, so, yeah, right, yeah, go on. 19 equals potassium, the periodic element. What would you call it? Like, letter for potassium is yeah. K. 12 is magnesium, MG. Now, Solana's there, KMG, KMG. It must mean something. If the other one spells out dynamo, what does K? And then there he is, cider, Carl K. Maguire, MG. Can I just say one thing? Why I w- never was under the impression that Carl had a second name. he's just like madonna well he does in this episode baby did anyone ever say his name and maybe when i go back and watch it maybe they did but why would they why would lana be like great to see you carl mcguire but how were we meant to figure that out if we didn't know his surname we were meant to figure it out because no one who the fuck was watching an itv drama on sunday night nine o'clock and going i'm gonna just look up the periodic table of elements jenny from gogglebox i'd say yeah i just had never heard a surname so it you know do you know what? I hate it, but I actually kind of love it. It's absolutely mad and it kind of makes me laugh. It is mad, yeah. And I'm going to take this level of madness. Like if Lionel Judy ever comes back, the shit that we're going to come up with based off the fact that they use the periodic table of elements to tell us that Carl was the bomber. But so, uh, but, but Carl used the periodic table of elements to tell us that he was the bomber. So he pro- put his own fucking initials out there to be like K McG. I have a massive problem with that and that is coming up in a moment because okay. he also announces this. So um, just then Carl hops on the stage So he's wearing a device And his thumb is on a dead man switch So he sort of opens his, his jacket <laughs> Oh guys I can't. Yeah, no, I can't I'll never look at my thumb again I'm going to have to think of another word He accuses Aisha Of covering up the murders Of British soldiers In Kajab in 2009 Carl claims it was a cover up and that her committee released a report of lies, a report that Carl was included in, but he was just a number. Um, he gives an impassioned speech to the camera recording the situation. He explains that Operation Dynamo was undermanned and under-equipped. He claims they were attacked from all angles and that he ran for his life, leaving his team for dead. That's how he knows the committee lied about what happened because he witnessed it with his own eyes. He was left in hospital for three months while the situation was figured out slash covered up in his opinion. According to Carl, he then threatened to go public and was stopped at every turn. He then tells Lana that he didn't want her to be here, that he set up, um, he set it up th- so that she would go looking for John at the chapel. Outside then, Youngblood and his team surround the building in an attempt to take out Carl. Hamilton and her team watch CCTV showing Carl retrieving the device from inside the building earlier on. After he cleared security. So that's clearing up a massive plot hole that we all had because the fucking building was surrounded by people. It, but they, said but they, they did also a sweep swept as well. It. They said so that. He left his suicide vest inside the building earlier. He then obviously left to go and get the two coconut flat whites. And in the meantime, they've swept the building. <laughs> no, and don't they forget. Made, hitch on over the head of the rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but in the meantime, they made Staged a point the of overdose. saying... Stage the overdose. They made a point of saying, because when Lana went down to like check some like back alleyway, Danny was like, they have swept this place three times. They've not missed anything. Yeah, but and they, they had, because he, there was a suicide vest hanging up in a bloody wardrobe inside somewhere. And I'm not being bad. In the janitor's closet. Like, yeah. It was hanging in the wardrobe. Like, I'm absolutely not being bad. He may as well have had the whole jacket, his whole outfit on a little hanger back. Now, that indicates to me an inside man. Or just... Okay, guys, Shoddy I like what you're doing. You're, that you're to taking me indicates the positive. You're taking the negative and I turning them into I enjoyed this two. episode when I watched it to Did a you? degree. I didn't have the, oh my God moment about Carl. 
See, I didn't no. enjoy I it because the stupidity of it was driving me mad. I was just like, how are you telling me you've swept the building that is surrounded by people doing security searches and we're watching this man on CCTV just walk simply to a wardrobe? That indicates to me that someone who swept the building or cleared it planted the vest yeah. for him to get later. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's Fair. the absolute best Otherwise, there. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, otherwise it's bad. So, fingers so crossed that's, that's the case. To, yeah. No, that's really good. That's really positive. So Carl retrieved the device from inside the building after he cleared security. He then continued his speech and he's absolutely blind with rage at this point. He and the families of the dead waited years for their day in court. And according to Carl, Aisha shut them down. Lana then tries to reason with him, but he is not after justice. He just simply wants revenge at this point. So Carl then goes on to explain that he started a rehab group in South London. Nick Roberts and Frank Welsh used to go there. Now that was nice. Tie that in, explain that. Carl tapped into their rage and anger and became their leader. He called them racist fucking idiots who deserved to die. And he essentially used them for his own gain. Now... They loosely explain why he wrote 1912 in the apartment in episode one. They were basically like, honestly, and I think he even nearly had it as a throwaway It was comment. so much information so fast, wasn't it? But this is my problem. Sprinkle it throughout. Like the actual storyline, the actual reveal is good. Just maybe hide some of the bits a little bit more. Like, like if you were trying to bomb... Um, Campbell can which I presume was the end goal here mm. why would you g- give a clue to who you were yeah that didn't make sense why would he like have l- hide his own initials yeah have it's... him drop something and they can still get to the same conclusion but it doesn't make sense that the person who's going through all this planning and it's taken years in the works would just write essentially his initials on a wall yeah. and the Billy situation like what are the chances that the expo that you fall in love with who has is a also brother searching who's a member of a crusader group. Yeah, and who is also the expo that's on your tail. How many expos do you guys know? I don't know any do you know, expos. No, but no. you know what I mean? It's the Billy thing. I just, he was like, oh, it can't lead back to me. And I'm like, well, if it can't lead back to you, why did you put your 1912 on the door exactly. of the hot press? If you didn't want it to lead back to you, why are you leaving clues with the periodic table? It was table? one step away from writing Carl was here. Yeah. And like, let's do the periodic table. Let's go for it. It's a the, bit mad. The Billy thing, I wish that he was like, that wasn't meant to happen. But he was like, oh no, I just, it would lead, I didn't want you to lead the Crusaders back to me. And I'm like, but what did you, you you're on live television. It's you. Literally. And that this was the plan all along, was it not? To I guess your day in the, the spotlight Billy thing and get your- jarred me here. Yeah, 1912 on the wall got to me. I just thought, do it in another way. I don't know, bizarre. So Carl then explains that Billy had to die because Carl couldn't take the chance of leading, of him leading Lana to Carl. That's the explanation. And he was also like, and you said he was hurting you, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, that's like bullshit. I did not ask you to like kill my brother. And guess who's hurting me the most? The person that I'm trying to discover in work who's giving me all this stress. I, I didn't want it to lead back to me. And I'm like, but you're on television. Yeah, with the pla- this is what it does not make in sense. In a vest. That, that he's like, I want to be with you. I want to make it work. I didn't want to leave back. Were you not always well, going to... I guess to- Carl is not in, in the right headspace at all because he does love Lana and he wants revenge and he wants justice and everything. So okay. he's not thinking in his right mind. Fair. Yeah, I can actually get on board he's with that. He's not being rational in any way. Rational enough, though, to stage an overdose for her not to be at the event. I don't know. I think that's a plot hole. I feel like it's more of a plot hole than a character point, but I actually... I'd not the good point, Brendan, mm. in fairness. Um, so Inspector Lee Robbins, who is our man from Vigil, 
and his team have a critical shot on Carl. So they send a message to Lana letting her know via the red dot on Carl's chest. Carl has become increasingly agitated at this point and just in time, Lana grabs the dead man's switch, holding Carl's thumb in place and he is taken out with a shot to the head. Hass and Danny arrive really quickly and they cut the wires to the device. Lana is at this stage in complete shock. Thom comforts her outside and she cries on his shoulder. Vicky McClure is phenomenal. No, she's brilliant. She's, she's phenomenal in that scene. She yeah. and afterwards when she's sitting outside and Tom holds her hand, she's I her, have to the say, shock I think and all horror the on her face. Has been good. I think Carl was deadly. I think yeah. Tom was deadly. Sonia, Haas, Danny. Like, there's no one there that I wouldn't write and didn't enjoy watching. I don't know, more I guess, yeah, the story was a bit mad. Yeah, I just think v- Vicky made it feel real and plausible. Yeah. She's she definitely the best that. thing about yeah. it. Yeah. She has that like Stephen Gray and vibe where they just make emotions so real. Yeah. Okay, so some time has passed and Lana meets Desai and Hamilton outside a fancy building where a preliminary hearing will take place. So it turns out that Carl was the one sending the text from John's phone. He also set up John to detonate the device via that phone call before he ran off. Carl also made it look like John had overdosed when he in fact had knocked him out. Now, that end game text came so fast that Carl must have thrown his coffee cups because he was holding two of them. So he must have, he must have thrown yeah. them because she only swung around and he had texted her. Um, okay, so thumb. But also when we were told that, it wasn't a big shock that it was like, oh my God. You know, like in other shows you'd watch, you'd be like, oh my God, it was him. I was like, oh yeah, Grant, sure, of course it was him. Like it wasn't do a Do you reveal. guys think if he hadn't have showed up, I, I do think maybe if he, I know we suspected him because we're doing a podcast about him, we read into everything. But if he hadn't showed up in that moment, do we think it would have been a bit more shocking? I do. Yeah, there was no need for the coffee cup scene. I think when he showed more. up there, I was like, there's your man now. Jesus Christ, he's stalking your one because he's the bomber. I think at yeah. the start though, when, see, if we didn't know he was in Afghanistan, because when they at the in the police station revealed that it was essentially going to be someone that was on that dynamo mission. Yeah. Who are you going to think? Well, was Sonia in or was it Nut only dead. Pr- Nut's dead? So was it Tom? But she would have known if he was there because she was there. So like, they kind of told us at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think if they'd removed the coffee cup, it would have been a bit more surprised. But I think we still would have known. Yeah. Um. So Tom then arrives to wrap up all these ends. Uh, John was using the A to Z to track the bomber because he wanted a promotion like Lana. Okay. Tom's off for a drink in a pub around the corner then and Lana might join him after she gives evidence. So that kind of show, maybe there's a little bit of something there. Afterwards, Sonia meets her outside with coffee and half a donut. And guys, I brought us donuts today. Thank you very much. They have a cute friend moment and hug as reassuring music plays and they literally uh, walk off into the sunset together and go for a pint. I would love to see more of Lana and Sonia as a duo in season two. Yeah. I know, I kind of wish they worked together doing the same thing. That'd be deadly, wouldn't it? Yeah, but she, she helps her crack the case with the evidence and stuff. I think that they, I would like to have seen more of Sonia. I love both of those actors. Yeah. I think they'll be deadly together. Yeah, so guys, that was it. Last episode of Trigger Point, season one. Hannah, thank you for that recap. You, you actually explaining things in words has made me think a bit differently about the whole thing. I enjoyed the episode. I just, the Billy thing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I just am like... Oh, yeah. It's and just thing- a bit too... All of it's very convenient. It's just very... And... I know, I know these shows aren't realistic. Yeah. But... It was just one extra bit that I was like, oh. No, things can be bonkers, but still track a little better, I think. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I wasn't mad about it. And I just feel like they actually had a good story there. I just wish they kind of buried some of the leads a little bit more to let us figure it out. But maybe that wasn't the intention. Maybe it was a more straightforward show. Yeah, and maybe because we're so used to shows like Line of Duty that don't ever... Pat- like they don't everything exactly. is not just handed to yeah. you that exactly. maybe we watch TV different because of that and I don't want to compare the shows but no. yeah it was the Carl thing seemed very obvious I think yeah. to a lot of us mm-hmm. or very early on like maybe it's just for a different more chill Sunday night audience in fairness yeah. like it is a heavy topic and maybe they were just like look but like, a nice I story. will watch a second season I don't think I'd go back and watch the whole thing again the way I would do with other shows no, probably not. And I just do think as well, now that, we, now that we've said it in the room, why was Carl so determined to make them get together when he was going to blow himself up five minutes later? I do, it, it doesn't make any question. sense. Was it just that he, she was never, meeting her was never part of his plan and then it got complicated? But that would have made me think that maybe he would have stopped what he was doing, you know, yeah. uh, and not complete the mission. And wouldn't that have been interesting if she'd caught him on the way? Yeah, and then there was a bit of like, do I have my potential new boyfriend in? And he's like, I actually wasn't going to go through with it. A bit of a homeland yeah. season. Give us a bit of a conflicted yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. This is going to say like, I don't know if this sounds way too harsh or not, but this is genuinely how I feel. It's almost like that script needed one more going over, where they just tightened things up a little bit and just cock things like that. Where you're like, actually, if we just remove this scene and put in that scene, that would change that whole episode. Would love the fella from Vigil now to have been. In there, like yeah, a and little the look potentially may have been the reason the suicide vest was I in the building. Picked up on but yet? We did might we find need out. that little thread to go? Yeah. Give yeah. me more. Oh, I need season two. Oh, well, that's I can't I'm, wait. I'm really am surprised when I came in and said that we'll never get a season two for that show. I genuinely because they, are, in my opinion, they left nothing 
no, yeah. no stone unturned they answered everything they answered the A to Z they even had like people come in at the end and answer every last thing like Carl answered about yeah. Billy like they didn't leave a thread unless that was what it was but I don't think it's that type of show because that mm. was really subtle that that um I think that was it might have like been it might have been written that that it would only be one season and then maybe it's going to take a whole new different storyline yeah. and maybe there'll be different characters maybe it'll be different expo well, team will it be a whole yeah. different expo team could be. yeah like could be. Yeah. because this is yeah. obviously very connected to Lana I yeah, I'm interested in to see, to what see where it goes. Is. Absolutely. Well, but the show's writer has been talking, and so we'll have a bit of that. But do you want to do some uh, some people's reactions to yes. the finale first? Yes, I do. So moving on to some thoughts and theories, not really theories, more opinions. Uh, thank you, everyone, for all your comments and emails and messages. Had a ball reading them all. Mixed reaction to the finale, to say the least. Some enjoyed it. Others felt Carl being the villain was too obvious okay. and that it was all just a bit meh. First up, FPL says a good series that suffers because people will always compare it to Line of Duty, which is not only excellent, but we've had plenty of time to get to know the characters now. I'd happily watch series two, but I hope they can bring some of the explosives team to more prominence. Rebecca tweeted that the finale was great. There was a good twist and a number of word puzzles um, using the periodic table, which was worthy of only connect. Oh my god! I've never watched Only Connect, but apparently it's brilliant. Yeah. What's Only Connect? <laughs> it's a BBC like two game show, I think. Okay. Yeah, I I, I don't know any more than that. I like that. I yeah. I'm like, it must I, be connecting two things. Yeah, it must. Connect, yeah. yeah, yeah. We probably need to start watching that actually if we think that things are going to be linked to periodic table. I and think Mar- we should. Morse I kind of like that now. The more I think about it, it's so wild. I actually think it's just funny. It is. Uh, Leah says that she's raging that we all didn't get the periodic table uh, thing and that Tom looked very smug at the end. Um, has Lana finally shaken the ick? I'm keen for season two. Oh. Claire commented saying, I enjoyed it. I thought it might have been Carl, but I couldn't work out why or how. A lot of plot holes though, as if John was walking around with an A to Z trying to work it out. Who uses an A to Z these days anyway instead of Google Maps? Yeah, just yeah. type in your phone. Claire also brought up Carl being on CCTV putting the bomb on himself when he got into the building and is wondering how he just wandered in without being on a list and how they didn't find the bomb when they searched every inch of the building and said it several times and also that's yeah, a very fair point how why wasn't get he in? on a list like they knew that he was involved like they would have had his name from being in Afghanistan and they would have been like this fella has been trying to expose a a classified mission that we you know and would he, he not be on the twisty wires yeah yeah Juliet says how do we know Tom isn't involved? He could be the one that put the explosives in the building for Carl to pick up later, as he wouldn't have been searched. Fair enough. Yeah. Jack M says... Well, that would have been exciting. If the, he'd just thrown one look at the end. Yeah. Or, and if we never get it again, that's grand. But throw that in. Be yeah. confident enough to resume a season two. Or if like my- Tom had like got his gun out and killed Carl because he didn't want to get an out that he was involved or something. Something mad. Yeah. And I get the Jack just ran out of the place. She should have done something mad as well. <laughs> Jack M says, the search team were the same useless ones who searched the auditorium in Bodyguard. Patra thinks it was all too much of a coincidence. Someone wants to blow everyone up falls for an expo. Yeah. Yeah. Emma says, I love Vicky and I enjoyed it overall, but I thought the finale was a bit predictable and an anticlimax. It was clearly going to be Carl. I think it peaked at the Billy Goes Boom episode and it quietened down from there. I'm intrigued to see where season two will go though. Liz and Vicky both wrote in saying that we need to see more of Sonia and she should have a bigger role in season two. Here, here. Yeah, she's pro. Nicholas says that he's still convinced that the... Um, the gas, oh yeah, the gas man is the dodgy, dodgy Scottish policeman, and I bet that that all comes yeah. back in season two. Yeah, oh yeah, hopefully it does. That didn't look like Carl, didn't it? Not? 
I actually don't no. remember seeing the. I don't think I look. I I don't know if I just you missed can go that. back and pause it and have a look and see. And um, over to some emails now. First one is from Elin, who says that um, they felt like the finale was a bit underwhelming, and they did bring up some great points. So, how did a bomb disposal squad, who presumably know the periodic table back to front, not think for one moment that the codes left by another bomber stood for elements? Okay, how come the expo who had his cut, his throat cut a few episodes ago was never mentioned again? No one seemed to care. No. Oh my god, yeah. Who even did that and why? It was. We um, never found out who did it. No, it was your man, the other fella. That's not the Nick first Roberts. guy. Not Nick Roberts. Frank, the other guy, Frank. Well, it was Frank. Well. Oh, Frank. Yeah. But there was two people on that roof. It, Frank was the second guy. Yeah, he legged us. Oh, yeah. Prius. And um, how? Co- sorry. Why on earth were there no snipers on the gallery at the elections? Surely that's the first place they would be if there was a bomb threat. How has Lana kept her job? Her brother was involved with the Crusaders. She was having an affair with the bomber, was a colleague of the prime suspect and failed to save two people. Hastings would have called her in and she would have been interviewed by AC12. I'm not being bad. She needs the HR meeting stat. Like, yeah. she needs the background check. It's not to do with her. It's not her fault. No. But yeah. Everyone around her. And she did lie about, remember Tom was annoyed. Remember Tom was like, who were you with? You weren't with Danny. Like, she was fully with the bomber playing pool. Yeah. Didn't she? Like, Jesus yeah. Surely that was coming up in the preliminary here. Jenny Lynch got in touch via our Gorge website. Um, she says, episode six was grand. I thought they resolved the entire street being at risk from a glass explosion or gas explosion very, very quickly. Second. Considering how it was a huge cliffhanger. It was excellent. And they definitely should have teased that out more. Yeah. I did think that all of the households without their boilers, I thought of them. And it brought back memories of missing <laughs> plugs <laughs> off essential appliances. <laughs> you know, I didn't even connect the two because I think I'm so traumatized about it. But yeah, they were just lifting boilers out of them houses <laughs> so Jenny continues and says I was hoping Lana would use nut snips to save the day I'm that would sorry. have been a nice touch guys you had it right there you spoke about them for two episodes yeah. Sonia gave them Sonya back to you Sonia gave them back that was a big five second plot point so why didn't you just have them have her use them at the end but Jenny says Lana's cat like reflexes to keep the dead man switched down were pretty impressive a bit of thumb on thumb action it was thumb on mm. thumb yeah that moment that she didn't want to let go of his hand like she was, she was holding frozen. on yeah. finally she was like having that sort of like it was over frozen emotional reaction that you probably expected four times over already and she put her head on Tom's shoulder outside and had a cry that was yeah. cute maybe she was like I'll just get back with him well like there's no one else everyone else is gone everyone else is dead and his apartment is gorgeous here he is yeah but mm. um, sorry uh, Jenny says I was hoping John's family were being held hostage or something and I was hoping that Carl wouldn't turn out to be the bad guy only because it felt obvious that it was him for the last couple of episodes thank you for all the laughs over the last few weeks I'd love to hear more chats about thumbs deli meats and lacklustre tradesmen so a (laughs) weekly podcast of just the chats would be great Thank you, Jenny. Um, Marie Wallace says, shout out to Chris Rowe, who composed the music for Trigger Point. Fabulous soundtrack, full of tension and emotion. It's on Spotify for anyone who wants a wee listen. Bring on season two. Vicky McClure is the queen of the most watched dramas on the BBC and ITV. A big ha-ha to all the naysayers who said it would be axed. They can get in the bin. Well, I'm in the bin. bin. Mm. But I have to say that email is brilliant. The soundtrack is great, and Vicky is the queen of yeah. the she most is, watched yeah. dramas. Like the um, the opening credits are pretty clever as well. The way like in Trigger Point yeah. they do the five, four, three, two, one, yeah, zero. Cool. Like it's very clever. It is. It's deadly. Elizabeth says, I've said it from the start that Trigger Point needed a Jill Bigelow complete with her fluffy blow dry. The show wasn't the worst, but it felt underdeveloped. That being said, I'll still watch a second season. I mean, everything needs a Jill Bigelow. Yeah. 
that's true. And unrelated to the finale, um, Annette Worrell got in touch on emails, okay, and says, just thought you would appreciate knowing that here in Australia, we have some Ooh. lovely ads for a feminine, feminine, feminine hygiene product called Summer's Eve for most of the <laughs> podcast episodes this season. Amazing. What? <laughs> <Sorry>. However, <laughs> however... After Brendan's fabulous Tom Thumb story in the season one, episode four podcast, we also had an ad for getmosh.com.au. Get Mosh. A men's health website, and they specifically <laughs> mentioned getting help with erectile dysfunction. So I think someone in advertising was listening. Well, thank you to whoever in advertising is doing their job. That is a fabulous team at ACAS. That's guys. a great service. Great. That's a great service. Um, and I saw this week that Vicky McClure tweeted uh, a response to a fan after the finale. Oh, yeah. I think I might have the same one. But oh, yeah. On. No, you go on then. Is this the one about rude comments? Yes. Yeah. So uh, Vicky replied to somebody. So obviously everyone was having their opinion at the, at the end of the finale. And Vicky replied and said, rude comments are like a cold chocolate brownie, dot, 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 disappointing still eat it but quickly forgotten warm chocolate brownies are the best as are warm comments um and uh, warren brown also tweeted after the finale as well and uh, he was obviously reenacting a conversation that happened in their house just before the show came on and uh, it said that oh, his, yeah, his mum went um are you a goodie or a baddie in this one and he went i'm a goodie and then later uh, his mom just went, you lying little get. <laughs> That's Carl, by the way, Warren That Brown. is Carl, yeah. yeah uh, Warren, Brown, uh, Warren Brown played Carl. And uh, the uh, show's writer, Daniel Brearley, who IMDb told us was six foot one before we started the show. <laughs> go um, on, Daniel. Go on, Daniel. Uh, uh, Daniel says, uh, he's been speaking to the Radio Times and he said, look, uh, obviously season two is absolutely happening. Uh, he said, we have a whole world of ideas oh, wow. for where we could go with Lana in season two and to keep making thrilling shows, hopefully. Um, he said, uh, we We'll see what ITV thinks. The ball is in their court, so to speak. And uh, he was speaking about possible season two storylines. And he joked that uh, maybe we push Lana too hard. Maybe she needs to retire and become a vet somewhere in the North Yorkshire Moors. There could be like a, a Happy, Happy Valley, Valley crossover. crossover. Um, he said we could do, this is what he suggested. We could do a trigger point, all creatures great and small crossover. Uh, is that cow pregnant or is it a bomb? <laughs> Um, and he did also speak about having uh, developing John's character a lot more as well. That he reckons that the actor who plays John has a lot, lot more to give. Well, that's really interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't said anything. We would have loved to have seen John again after he was found knocked out in after the chapel. He ran around the corner in the chapel. We never saw him so again. So dramatic. Oh god, yeah. yeah. The last time we saw John is when he ran around the corner. <laughs> Do you think he was on another job or something? He couldn't come back. <laughs> he deserves a redemption arc, and also yeah, he does. The writer Daniel there has confirmed that Lana will return, so presumably yeah. Vicky is uh, yeah. signed, signed on, on for, for another season. season. Two. Yeah. I mean, if Vicky McClare is there, I'll watch it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think this was Daniel's first... It was his first yeah. like, primetime drama. Can I think you imagine he'd... writing, like, yeah. the amount of, I, no. like, all that? Yeah. Guys, I've done a bleeding <laughs> master's in creative writing, right? Obviously, we come on this show to talk about you know show we come on our podcast to talk about shows to talk about the writing and talk about plot holes and basically what we do is our job i could not write this i could not write anything everything i've ever written is shite so the fact that this man wrote no that's the case trust me that he wrote this that it got made is incredible there are some plot holes absolutely season two will probably be better let's iron a few things out in season two just Give John his things. moment like john was painted as a villain walking outside synagogues with his a to z guide <laughs> He yeah. is a racist though Has to say he was yeah. racist yeah, yeah, to him yeah, yeah, So he yeah. can still fuck off To be honest yeah, But at enough. the same time Maybe Sorry, let's I see I him I forgot about that He bit. could run back around the corner I mean do you know Like 
Season two could definitely like you can write backwards and definitely undo some of the like yeah. little bits and pieces and just and then you could make them all better. Tom's apartment. Case in point. Proceed. Having you know? Doc Horton fly to set to shoot his fingers because yeah, Jeb yeah, Curio yeah, came yeah, up yeah. with something three seasons later yes. that it works. Yeah. Do you want to say that? Yeah, to tie And it's not it. to compare it to Line and Judy, but that's just the prime example of, oh, I've just decided I want to change the past. Honey, yeah. change it. Yeah, 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 you can do it. Yeah. Knock yourself out. Yeah. Like yeah. John. So 2023, season two of Trigger Point will be out. Yeah. Um, thanks to uh, everyone who's listened to our Shrine Podcast for this season for Trigger Point. Thanks to everyone who has supported us on Patreon. If you would like to support us, uh, you can do so on patreon.com forward slash Shrine Pod and you'll get early access to all of our podcast episodes. Uh, we plan to be back doing recaps of the first two seasons of Happy Valley Ooh. before season three comes out. And then obviously we'll do weekly episodes and uh, hopefully get an interview with Sarah Lancashire. Oh, that would be the whole entire the dream. dream. The dream. Because you remember the cake, Brendan? Have we ever talked about the cake? Like your birthday Oh, cake. my birthday cake. Brendan's my 30th. 30th cake. And That's it was like, I'd only sort of just designed. Yeah, I don't think we'd ever, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast, have right. we? So um, obviously, like you'll be aware at this point that we have like massive like loves for like uh, certain actresses strong and female strong female leads. And so it was my 30th birthday. Oh, like, bang on four years ago and we had just and, kind um, of met and started to get good yeah, friends and i was yeah. like we're gonna get i'm gonna get him a cake because i want to be friends with him and we have a lot in common uh so you did like this printed gorgeous icing on top of the cake which had uh four strong female leads on it and it was sarah lancashire was one uh keely hawes was another yeah keely. um and that was before way before bodyguards yeah oh yeah um the third one was oh it was uh, Saran Jones yeah and then the fourth one was this is kind of the odd one out was Sam Bailey yes Look, so I contributed to that bit. Yes. Here's what needs to happen. Okay, we're going to do Happy Valley. We're going to talk to Sarah Lancashire. We're manifesting, right? Mm-hmm. Vigil, we've already had a show with And Saran. we think they're doing something else with Vigil. We do. It was excellent, so they should do. We, we think there could be a second season. Well, the writer basically told us that. Oh my God, guys, I forgot to tell you. Oh. I'll show you this the start, but I'm telling you now. Go on. So... Reb already knows this. Yes. So you know the way we did a podcast about Dublin murders before? Yes. Yeah. And there was somebody in that who we all spooned over. Mo- yes. Mo Dunford. Yes. Well, didn't I only meet the man yesterday? I interviewed him face to face. Yes! Now, even more dreamy in real life. And he was just back from Spain. He had a lovely tan. Brandon. He's a lovely man. I asked him about Dublin murders. What said we you loved it. there be a season two? So this is what I asked him. I said, Mo Dunford, you did, you're in Dublin murders. We absolutely loved it. Talk of a season two. Will you be in it? And he said that. He went a bit awkward and he started like rubbing the side of his head and everything. And I always think that that's a real giveaway that yeah. it means that like there's some sort of talk. Oh, he's got the talk. scripts at home. Anyway, he was very diplomatic in his answer. He said, I don't know. He said, there's definitely the fan interest there. I'd be very interested. Uh, they could do a prequel. A prequel? A prequel was his answer. Did your one Tana French ever write a prequel book? No, but that was two know. books. There's a whole series yeah, in that. Because I thought Frank. The first two. I thought and the he next said he really enjoyed the character. Frank. He really enjoyed playing Sam. He was brilliant. Yeah, so we could get that back. And then we've had Bodyguard. That has to come back. We'll do Keely Hawes. And then we'll find a reason to interview Sam Bailey. And then we'll have basically completed <laughs> the cake. That'll be it. It'll be like <laughs> complete peak friendship. Cake. Yeah. That's the whole aim, guys. Yeah. This is where the podcast came from. It's that cake, basically. <laughs> Me and Brendan interviewed Sam Bailey for our show. And she says that she puts beef-flavoured hula hoops on top of her shepherd's pie. She makes a shepherd's <laughs> pie. And she gets a 
barbecue flavoured hula hoops, crunches them up, sprinkles them over the top to create, you know, a bit of a crunch. And when she said that, Dad's there, he's giving you a top tip. Oh, deadpan, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Half six and she said it's delicious like, and she actually has a pub in her back garden and then I just kept thinking of her eating a shepherd's pie. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I am sorry, but if Sam Bailey is the on dream. season two of Trigger Point, they have missed <laughs> a trick. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for listening to uh, Shrine Podcast Trigger Point. Uh, we will be back very soon with Shrine Podcast's Happy Valley. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.